0: Check control of the airwaves. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki. And Richie Rich. And I've had this story for a few days that I've wanted to get into. Be- and, you know, there's just constantly so much stuff to talk about. That Some stories make it in, some don't. This one, I feel, it it's come so close to being right And yet, it still manages to be wrong. How much freedom? (laughs) Thank you, mainstream media. Yes. How much freedom would you be willing to give up to to live a life that is nearly free of risk? That's the question they're asking,
1: right? And seems like a false question already, because I want to say zero. I
0: I would say zero as well, and that's not their answer. The author found themselves pondering that question while perusing a recent article in the Washington Post that reads in places like a press release from the advocacy group Mothers Against Drunk Driving. The piece reports on a provision of the $1 trillion infrastructure bill that Biden is set to sign next week, which will mandate automobile manufacturers install technology in new cars to stop drunk people from driving.
1: Oh, they talked about this a little bit last night. Did they? Yeah. That, that particular uh, that particular piece of legislation.
0: Yeah, well, I don't buy cars that are newer than like 2012, 2013 okay. anyway, so it's not going to affect me. But,
1: Until it does.
0: Well, it shouldn't, right? Because they're only putting these breathalyzer or blood sensor discrete cameras, whatever it is they're doing, in newer models of cars.
1: Have you already forgotten about Cash for Clunkers? Where they bought back all the old cars and then destroyed them Taking a whole section of that stock off the market, forcing people to buy newer cars with the technology that they want you to have, and that they wouldn't do that again Maybe, in a few but years?
0: Th- there there yeah. are always going to be older model cars out there for people who want sure. to avoid the technology and stuff like that.
1: Until the government mandates they be destroyed...
0: I mean, that's not impossible, right? (laughs) I, I do drive a 2003 Eclipse, and that thing is not up to 2021 safety and emission and mileage standards. So there may very well come a time when the federal government's like, hey, look, no, that car's too old. But then again, people are still driving around cars that were made in, like, 1940s. They just fixed them up a little bit. Right. So maybe we won't ever actually see that point. That said, if you want to buy a car from the 1940s, it's not going to cost you what a 2007 will. It's a classic. Yeah. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, more than 10,000 people in 2019 died in crashes involving an alcohol-impaired driver. Nearly all of those people, and similar numbers every other year, would have been saved in a world where such technology was present in all cars. So what's not to love?
1: So I'm going to say something outlandish real quick. Sure. Because I I want to make the case for drunk driving all right let's do it okay let's do it you ready i'm ready so anytime there's an accident between like a drunk driver and a sober driver in the news who usually survives that i don't know it's usually the drunk driver okay right drunk drive like even the, the the sports guy that got busted recently going like 150 miles an hour drunk and killed some innocent person right drunk dude survives Sober victim dies.
2: So you're trying to insinuate that if the other person was also drunk, that they wouldn't have died?
1: I'm trying to say, if you want to survive a car accident, you're better (laughs) off drunk.
0: All right. But maybe you have a better chance of avoiding a car accident if you're not drunk.
1: Maybe. But do you want to take that risk? Do you want to survive or do you want to die? If If you're going to get into a car accident...
0: I'll take the risk because okay. I'm not averse to risk, right? Okay. And a lot of people are, and that's why they like this technology, like the author here who says.
1: But you have- can't control the drunk driver either. You're going to get smashed by a drunk dude, and you're going to be the one who perishes, and he's going to be in jail, you know, with some. Other-
2: well, in this theory, if all of the cars required to have this technology in it that will breathalyze you or whatever, then you wouldn't. No, there would be no drunk drivers.
1: I think they would suggest that.
0: I tend to think the person who is driving drunk regularly enough to actually be at risk of causing a crash is not going to be driving a 2022 model car. I could be wrong there. But the author says, I admit that at first sight, it's difficult to say, but that's because I have grown accustomed to living in a risk-averse society. So much so that any rule or regulation that increases safety and protects people from the risk of injury and death seems self-evidently sound. But is it... How much freedom and responsibility should be should we be willing to surrender in order to limit risk? 0. Yeah, I, my answer is also 0, but we're unusual in that regard.
1: Or at least 0 mandated, right? Like I I will take responsibility and mitigate my own risk, but none of it should be mandated upon me or foisted upon me by the state.
2: Yeah, oh. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good qualification. There was there was a time like in Hawaii you know, Hawaii has a seatbelt law, so I had to, like, wear a seatbelt. Well, the car I was driving, that thing didn't click in at all. So to, like, I was driving unsafe for years, but in order to not get a ticket, I would strap it over myself and then put the, the belt lap part under my stomach and just hold it in place with my belly fat so it looked like I was wearing a seatbelt. But just just to not get pulled over.
0: One of the few times in my life I got pulled over it was for not wearing a seatbelt. And this made me late for work one day. I, I, this was still when I was in college and there were people driving down the the highway doing like 15, 20 miles per over the speed limit. State trooper ignores all of them, sees me without a seatbelt, pulls me over.
1: I got one of those as I was leaving court for something else.
3: Oh, that's oh, frustrating. Gosh. <laughs>
1: I actually... Had to call my probation officer. You're not going to believe this. They just pulled over.
2: I actually had a boyfriend who his... Same thing with you. His seatbelt didn't work in his car. Yeah. And he was about to fix it the day before, but for some reason did not fix it. He got into a car accident. He fell asleep while he was driving. He flipped his car three times into a telephone pole, and they... At the hospital, they said that he would have died if he was wearing a seatbelt because the driver's side got crushed and he was flung to the passenger side. Yep. So in that case, he literally would have died if he was wearing a seatbelt.
1: Yep. Take your risk either way, man. You can wear it and and survive. You can you can not wear it and survive, and vice versa. It depends on the accident, which again is why it should be up to the individual to make the choice for themselves. Yeah. What exactly. They
0: I'm still surprised now that I'm thinking about it that you can even put a car in drive without the seatbelt being latched. You know? this,
1: this was an older car. Like this is, you know, like an 89 or something.
0: Well, still, but even a even a modern car, you you don't have to have the okay. seatbelt on in order to put it into
1: gear, right? No. no.
2: Yeah. My so, car just keeps beeping until you get so fed oh, dude, up dude, that I you just those. buckle it up.
1: <laughs> don't give them ideas. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm and you got to click it.
0: But that annoying beeping thing. Yeah, it's awful. That's how they trained people to put on their seatbelts, right? Because in order to make it go away, you put on your seatbelt. I had a friend who got trained by his vehicle exactly like this. And eventually, every time he would get into a vehicle, he would just automatically put on his seatbelt because he had been trained to do that to make the annoying sound go away.
1: You should tell your friend on like Wish for like three bucks. They sell a little th- yeah. seatbelt thing that just clicks right in for you. Do they really? No belt yes. required. Yeah, I
2: have one of those and it doubles as a bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So you don't have to wear a seatbelt and, and you, you can,
0: can open the job. bottle yeah. of beer. That's perfect. <laughs> it's one thing to think, as most of us do, that cars should include passive devices intended to protect drivers and passengers from severe death and injury. Seatbelts and airbags work in this way. In the background, doing their work of protection only in the event of an accident. They don't prevent the accident from happening. A computer monitoring system that looks for evidence of impairment and then locks out the driver when inebriation is detected is very different. It's also not perfect. That that would just suck to appear to be impaired. Even if you haven't had anything to drink, you get into your car to go home. It's like, no, you're drunk. You have to call a taxi or whatever. Yeah,
2: if that was the case, I would never be able to drive home after working night shift because I'm really <laughs> tired and I appear to be impaired.
1: Excellent point. What if you got a lazy eye and it just doesn't look like you're looking at the road?
2: In, in
0: these cases, the technology overrides the driver's agency and stands in his stands in for his or her defective judgment. The machine makes the decision, like a parent or guardian assigned to babysit the human driver.
1: Perfect. That's exactly what the state wants.
0: It is exactly what a lot of people want. Man, I have friends who insist that you know the vaccine should be mandatory and that if you don't get it, you should be arrested.
2: Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, the, That's person, extreme.
0: This person's a bit on the extreme when it comes to totalitarianism.
1: I also hate people who use the seatbelt argument as the as the government program that saves lives to justify more government programs to maybe save lives.
0: There's no seatbelt requirement in New Hampshire, and as far as I'm aware. There's Just no that statistical. Dang di- yeah, there's no statistical difference between car casualties here and in massachusetts probably less actually probably if you're not wearing a seatbelt, you tend to be more cautious about driving 603-283-6160 there's more coming up it's free talk live Talk live 603 283 6160. If you'd like to join us, talk about whatever is important to you. That's 603 283 6160. And we're giving away a Bitbox. Now, what is that? That's a 100% open source hardware wallet that mitigates a lot of the problems that other hardware wallets sometimes have. So, we're giving one away. We're actually giving away three, but we're starting with one. All you have to do is subscribe to our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com and then to a the screenshot of your subscription to me on our social media server, which you can find at social.freetalklive.com. We'll be choosing a winner at random at some point using some methodology that we haven't even figured out yet, but it's going to be live on an episode of Freer Talk Live, which we also haven't figured out when that's going to be. So plenty of time at this point to enter the contest.
1: More peppers? Uh,
0: no. no. <laughs> it will not be more peppers. But if you don't want to wait for all of that or you don't want to get involved in this contest, you can get one directly at box.freetalklive.com. Use code FTL to get 5% off. That's box.freetalklive.com. Yeah, absolutely no more peppers, man. Look, uh, I went to the Indian place today in Keene. You know, I go there fairly often. So when they see my order, they go, oh, extra spicy, but I didn't actually want extra spicy today and it was so far the most brutally spicy thing that i've had from them and just not mentally prepared for it
1: let's torture listeners submit your video of you eating the carolina reaper and then you will select a bit box of people who submit the video hold on what now run that by me again have listeners submit a video of them doing the reaper challenge (laughs) right and then randomly select from people who have submitted a video of doing the reaper challenge that sounds fair. <laughs> I'm
2: not opposed to it, but
1: I'm just spitballing stuff here.
0: I man. just I would be like,
2: there. I'd be like, no, nah, I'll just buy it. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for anyone dying or going to the hospital or anything. If they die, like that. they're not
1: going to be able to submit the video.
0: I know, but I'm. I so would still it's be amongst the survivors. Okay, survival of the fittest, right? <laughs> So anyways, speaking of taking risk, because that's what one does when one eats a Carolina Reaper, we're talking about this article here that is all about people being opposed to taking any risks at all. The most vaccine-hesitant parts of the country might seem more willing to accept risk, but that is deceptive. Well, of course it is, because there's risk in everything, whether you're going to be vaccinated or unvaccinated. There's risk on both sides of the aisle. It's just a matter of weighing one risk against the other. Yep, And... For me, I, like, I was... Do you the, want
1: COVID or myocarditis?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the same friend who thinks people should be arrested if they refuse to get vaccinated was talking to me last night. And I was like, well, look, it's very simple. I've already had COVID. I know what it's going to do to me. And I was, my roommates just had COVID as well, and I didn't get it a second time. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm, I'm immune to it at this point, because that was what spurned the conversation. It's like, hey, my girlfriend, yep. she just got COVID a second time. I was like, well, that's interesting, because... I just did not get COVID a second time, even though the people, the other two people living here, both had it. But anyway, I pointed out that it's stupid for me to get the vaccine when one, I've already had it, and I seem to still be immune to it, and I know what COVID is going to do to to, do, to me, and I have no idea what the vaccine the is going to do to me. To, to which she responded, "Yes, but it's not to protect you; it's to protect the the other people who, you know, are right. immunocompromised." I was like, "Well, isn't that what?" Their vaccine is four to which she responded. Well, there's evidence that people who are immuno- immunocompromised don't get much benefit from the vaccine.
2: And that's why historically people that are immunocompromised don't get vaccines. But for some reason, with the covid vaccine, it's like, nope, it doesn't matter. Everybody has to get it. Doesn't matter if you're five years old. You need to get it.
1: And the weirdest thing about that, right, is enforcing everyone to get it. They're admitting because they know that people are going to die from the vaccine. Right there's a subset of people who will have an adverse reaction and perish from vaccine, Absolutely. and they're saying that for the greater society, it's okay to lose those people to make sure everyone else is protected.
2: No oh god, it's saw- in there.
1: It's in there. Like that's the logic, right? But for you to say like I don't want to take that risk, right? I don't want to risk my own life to protect your life. Right. which it wouldn't now even do because a terrible person.
0: Vac- un- vaccinated people can still get COVID-19 and they can still Understood. spread COVID-19. So it wouldn't even do anything right. to help that immunocompromised person in the first place. It's right. all very confusing. and.
1: But they don't want to talk about the fact that they're willing to sacrifice a subset of the population for the greater good, quote unquote.
0: I mean, especially children. I saw a screenshot today of someone who was arguing with someone else on Twitter saying, look, I'm nervous about getting my kid their second shot because my brother-in-law's uh, someone, thirteen-year-old kid just died. Yep, ap- three days after getting their second shot.
1: Completely unrelated.
0: No, I mean they seem to suggest it was unrelated, right? Of course they did. But the other person was like, "Well, yeah, you gotta if especially if they're a male, you have to check their heart rate constantly. Even wake them up in the middle of the night to check their heart. What kind of ins- what kind of insane mother are you to give your child this vaccine that requires you to check their heart rate? at three o'clock in the morning to make sure they didn't die in their sleep
2: and now i'm seeing articles that are kind of trying to normalize children having heart attacks and strokes like i saw one that like <laughs> oh you need to know the signs of a stroke for your kids because it's not unlikely that a child could have a stroke but, yes no, but, it is unlikely yes it's pretty. very <laughs> unlikely
1: it can happen but not at the rate you know after. it can happen yeah. but
2: only if you give your kid the covid vaccine
0: and that certainly seems to be true about heart attacks. And it's just amazing to me that anyone is willing to give their five-year-old kid the vaccine despite having no research whatsoever to back up whether or not it's actually safe. And as they, there, if there's data to suggest that it's more likely to cause heart problems in males than it is females, and there's some kind of data there that suggests the thing isn't safe and Maybe we should pay attention to that aspect.
1: And if there's not data there yet, do you really want to be the test subject?
0: I wouldn't want to be, but that's why I'm not getting vaccinated. This article goes on. Anti-vaxxers are only more willing than other Americans to live with the risk of catching COVID-19 because they foolishly believe it's riskier to take one of the vaccines.
1: Well, because it kind of is after you've had COVID.
0: On a, on a case-by-case per- basis, absolutely. It's riskier for me to take this unknown vaccine than it is for me to have COVID-19. Yeah. Because I've had COVID-19, and I know what it did.
1: Yeah. Same here.
0: Well, most Americans make a similar calculation when it comes to the drunk driving mandate in the infrastructure bill. Will they accept the trade off, giving up some of their personal freedom and responsibility in return for the promise of living in a country... Where they never need fear being injured or killed by a
1: drunk driver. Until someone bypasses the technology, drives drunk, hits someone, survives, because drunky always survives, (laughs) kills an innocent sober guy.
0: It's also the reality that these are not gonna be even if this law gets passed, and I assume that it did, I don't know the details of what the Biden administration and Congress are doing, but it's not going to affect cars that aren't made that are made before this bill is passed, right? And that's going to be 99.9% of vehicles because most people don't drive a current year
1: car. Right. And that's uh, to transition this a little bit for the self-driving side of things. Right. There are people out there that go like, well, we can't have self-driving until we only have self-driving because the human factor gets in the way. Right. Like humans make decisions to make choices that will affect how the self-driving cars operate. But if we can all get self-driving cars on the road, then it'll it'll work together because they'll be, you know, networked in.
0: I don't know that that's true because in order to prove I'm not a robot, Google requires me to identify crosswalks, crosswalks and red lights and buses and things like that. I
1: wonder why. They, what I, are they training I, it I know, for?
0: But you would expect that you know if that's how we determine a robot from a human, then the AI probably can't make that distinction, and we probably shouldn't let them drive cars at this point. Yet,
1: that's why they're training it oh, information. Oh, I know.
0: That's what, that's what it's all about. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
4: you
0: Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to weigh in at 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria,
1: Nikki, and Richard Rich.
0: And for those who don't remember, while we were at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, or Fork Fest, I don't remember exactly when it happened, a libertarian activist named John Hurley was killed by police. And I don't remember all of the details about it, it seemed... Nikki, you have a story about it. Do you remember I do. what exactly happened here? There, what-
2: there was an active shooter in... I want to say it was a Bass Pro Shops, but it might have... What It was a store, a grocery store or something. There was an active shooter, and he was carrying, so he did the responsible thing to do, and he shot the active shooter to save everybody else in the building. And then when the police finally arrived, they either thought that he was the shooter or... They, they shot him and killed him. Is active shooter happened.
1: and police show up and there's a guy with the gun. They're going to assume he's the active shooter. That's, yeah. just, that's just how it goes.
0: So I he, think I would have put the gun down once I was aware yeah. that the threat had been neutralized and assuming that someone had called the police. Understood. But still.
1: S- sage advice.
0: I don't shoot.
2: know the details of that yeah. though.
0: Shoot first and ask questions later is still not what the police should be doing. It's
1: kind of what they do. It is what they do, but it's not what they should be doing. Understood, yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, that's just outright saying that they value their own lives more than they do the value of citizens. And obviously that's going to be true, right? But they're supposed to be all about self-sacrifice and risking their lives. They're not willing to risk their lives if they're going to kill someone like John Hurley because he happens to be armed.
1: I'm pretty sure they've overtly said that in not so many words, like, we're going to get home safe to our families.
0: I. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't really listen when cops talk. I just sort of okay. tune them out because they sound like the teacher from, you know, Peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they never say anything more important than that teacher did anyway, so... Wah,
2: wah, 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 wah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so tell us what's going on, because there's an update.
2: If you open a browser, look at the TV, or scroll through social media, chances are you are going to see Kyle Rittenhouse's face plastered across all of them. Yep. <laughs> That's true,
0: and I haven't even followed any of the trial and yet oh, I know out. more about it than I should. Like you mentioned Call of Duty before the show and I had seen memes about the prosecutor asking about Call of Duty but I, I didn't dare believe that a prosecutor was that stupid.
1: But I have Oh, missed, he's
2: pretty stupid. <laughs>
1: I have missed zero minutes of that entire proceedings. So here's the thing. The prosecutor at the first few days of t- when he was questioning the, the witnesses for the prosecution, like he was spot on. Like, oh man. Like, I'm already biased and prejudiced, but I can see this case being made. And as an unbiased member of the jury, like he was he was slick. And then it just kind of went downhill from there.
2: Yep. So the right is propping him up as a hero while the left is calling for blood. However, as the trial proceeds, it simply looks like it is an act of self-defense. The case is only being showed to the forefront of the media airwaves due to the fact that is it is so divisive. In the meantime, I don't know
1: why it's that divisive. Because he's a white kid at a Black Lives Rally, uh, uh, Black Lives uh, Matter riot, and then he shot three people with an AR-15, which is the big black, scary, you know, white supremacist gun. But But all of his victims were white, right? The the left doesn't know that.
0: They don't care. I I see screenshots. I was so caught up in my progressive bubble. I didn't even realize the victims were white. That changes
2: everything. Why does it change everything?
1: It should change nothing, (laughs) but it does.
2: It does. In the meantime, earlier this week in Arvada, Colorado, a police officer who killed an actual proven hero found out that he will not be charged with a crime. That hero was John Hurley. And he stopped a mass shooting in its tract. They only- even
1: praised him as a hero. Yeah. and then After said, they killed him. Yeah. Good job, John. Thank you for your sacrifice, bro.
2: <laughs> so he stopped a mass shooting in its tract only to be gunned down by police. As this case is not nearly as divisive, the corporate media is choosing to largely ignore it.
1: Where were the libertarians at the defund the police rallies at that time? Right. Killed an innocent hero. Like, that's a good reason to defund the police. Get out there and protest. As far as
0: I know, the libertarians have always been about defunding the police.
1: I did not see any John Hurley rallies. Okay, or riots. that's true.
2: Yeah, there there definitely should have been. Maybe it was because this happened in Colorado and we're all the okay. way in New Hampshire. But either way, yeah, there should have been more noise about this from libertarians in New Hampshire. I mean,
1: Colorado is in Wisconsin and it's everywhere. Just saying.
2: Because it's plastered everywhere. It's all that's you can a, see. right. Well, the media is obsessed with it
0: because, as they said, it's, for whatever reason, it's divisive.
1: Yeah.
2: So a little bit more background on John Hurley. In June, a deranged gunman began what was about to be a deadly mass shooting. His, firk, his Allegedly. His, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> his first victim would be Arvada police officer Gordon Beasley. The second victim would be a hero and local activist John Hurley. Hurley huh. would not die in the hands of the other shooter instead hurley would be stopped would only be gunned down moments later by responding arvada cops
1: only a cop would kill the killer of a cop killer
0: (laughs) (laughs) that that, i didn't know that that the first victim was a cop that the armed shooter
2: shot so it seems like the cops were already there or maybe he was off duty i really don't know the specifics of that
0: i don't either but but john hurley came forward and did what you know he had been training to do and he took out the active shooter Police showed up and killed him and then congratulated him on such a job well done of preventing an yep. armed shooting. Posthumous award
1: <laughs> for heroism. So the cop is not being charged. That's nope.
0: correct.
2: That cop was identified this month as Craig Brownlow. On Monday, First Ju- Ju- Judicial District Attorney Alexis King announced that Brownlow will face no consequences for murdering Hurley claiming he had reasonable grounds to believe Hurley was the shooter. Well, was he was Hurley, a shooter. He was yeah. the one that saved everybody.
0: Was he shooting when they arrived? Because as, as far as I'm aware, when there's an active shooter situation, they, they don't shoot one person and then just hang out. Right. So if you call in an active shooter, you, you got to think people are going to be firing bullets when you get there, not hanging around, chilling, having people patting him on the back. Great job, man.
1: Unless it's in Wisconsin where you can shoot three and the cops don't even care.
0: Yeah, they just drive right past him. <laughs>
1: what
0: what are you referring to?
1: Kyle Rittenhouse.
0: Oh. Like I said, I haven't kept up with it. I didn't pay any attention to it. Got, I just saw people arguing It was like, Yeah, I don't I don't want to have any horse in this you, fight. You
1: haven't seen the Urban Dictionary uh entry on the Kenosha hat trick? No. Oh my goodness. Are you allowed to see that? Can,
0: I am not allowed to bring it up, but if somebody okay. else pulls it up I can look at
1: it. I will probably it. pull that up for you on the at at the commercial break.
2: So this is a statement from the judge. The officer here had objectively reasonable grounds to believe and did believe he and other people were in imminent danger because of in imminent danger of being killed that day. King said in a news conference Monday afternoon, the officer saw a mass shooter, heard many rounds of gunfire in the broad daylight and. In the heart of Old Town Arvada, thus the decision to shoot John Hurley was legally justifiable despite his heroic actions that day.
0: Okay, so he wasn't a responding police officer who was there because he was reporting to an active shooter. He was just in the area, heard the gunfire, went in, saw John Hurley with the gun,
2: and killed him. That's what it sounds like, yes.
1: I mean, okay, I hear that and I want I don't want to sound like I like the cops. But if you are a cop in the area, right, you, and you and you have the opportunity to be a first responder, you probably should do that.
0: Instead of hiding on your desk or whatever that, that right. cop did in or, Florida. Or
1: waiting for the call to come in and go like, yeah, <laughs> the, not my job today. Like, let somebody else take it. So the fact that the cop responded to shots, I'm okay with.
0: Yeah, I, there's really no part of this that I'm not okay with. It's tragic and it's awful. But the cop heard shooting, he went in, he saw one person with a gun, so he he kind of did what cops are supposed to do. It's, it's just, what we would
1: want cops to do after they have identified the actual active shooter as the actual active shooter. Yes. Okay.
0: And that, it, uh, he definitely should have hesitated a bit, but you know, in that situation, for all I know, every second of hesitation is just one more dead body.
1: Like I've watched the movies and they usually go, freeze, drop the gun, right? And not, you know. At least they used to in the old movies. Well, now they just shoot, right? Because
0: it's less paperwork.
2: (laughs) Now they're also shooting autistic kids in their front yard in front of their moms. So they'll really shoot anything. Are Whether refer- it's a threat or not.
0: Are you referring to that nine-year-old who was shot like 17 times by yeah. responding police because the mother called and was like, hey, I need you to help get my kid under control. And they showed up and shot him. Yeah, Yeah. he's under control now.
1: <laughs> and then some. Got to be more specific when you talk to the cops.
0: 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. This Cal Rittenhouse thing.
1: Glad I could fill you in on the break.
0: But yes, and I appreciate that. But as I'm sitting here doing this show, I'm realizing that, you know, my personal disinterest in the entire subject has gotten in the way of my professional capacity to do the show because obviously it's a hot topic and people are going to want to call in and share their opinions about it. And I don't know anything about any of it except that this dude... From what I can tell, killed some people in self-defense, and now he's being tried, and the prosecutor may or may not be incompetent. The judge may or may not be incompetent.
1: The greatest thing about the judge, okay, the judge, I don't know if you've seen this, Nikki, at some point during the trial, his phone rings, like his personal cell phone I rings. I did not
0: see this. Okay. The judge's phone rings? The judge's wow. phone
1: rings, and so the media picks up on the ringtone, right, To go like, that is the same song that Trump comes out to at his rallies.
2: What (laughs) song is that?
1: I don't know the song. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, it
2: seemed like you knew the song.
1: Well, I I knew that it was the same song. I just don't know the song. I mean, look up the Trump rally song or the judge song. It's going to be there. It's in the news. (laughs) Um, But they're like, he's completely biased because he's a Trump supporter. And so he obviously can't be, you know, unbiased in this matter.
0: I haven't paid any attention to okay. that, and, and I kind of hate that, because it sounds okay. like it's been entertaining. I don't know if I could watch every minute of the footage like you've done.
1: Oh, dude, when they started cross-examination, like I made real... popcorn. I made... <laughs> he got on the stand, I'm like, this is the day Kyle's taking the stand, and I got to cross-examine, I made popcorn. I was, like, totally into that.
0: Well, we have Bad Slave calling from New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Are you with well, us? thank you. Yeah everyone and uh i appreciate you taking my call i uh uh have to say uh is it conan with you no it's it's me Nikki, and richie richie oh okay richie i we've met yes we have um i uh you just told us that you thought that the cops should have shot hurley i didn't Uh, say that they should have true
1: no, I didn't say that they should have. What I said was if you're if your um if your line of work is the police, regardless of whether or not you're on duty or responding to a call, that if you hear gunshots, uh I would think it's justified that you respond to that event.
0: I would right? say that's true yeah, well, of well, any of responsible armed citizen.
1: By, well, maybe not. We
5: know
1: beca- that Go ahead. Go ahead, No. Know-
5: we know that, um, for instance, that the the courts have denied there to be any requirement of response. But uh, yeah, but that's know, irrelevant. That being, let's just assume
0: you know. that it wasn't a cop. It was just some some other good Samaritan citizen out there who had a gun, knew right. how to use it, right. who heard gunshots, ran into the store, caught, saw John Hurley there with the gun. Would he be justified in shooting and killing John Hurley?
1: No,
5: no. And the reason I'm saying that is that even uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, avoided shooting someone who was at a, at a person right in front of him that had a Glock and didn't have it aimed at anyone yet and uh, didn't shoot the guy until the aim came down to uh, Kyle's head.
1: Yep. And, and, and that was the they, that, that was the testimony was of the star of the witness testimony. for the prosecution, right?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, exactly. if you're the a gun owner, then you're well aware one. that someone having a firearm in their hand is not necessarily right. a threat
1: to you. But as a gun owner, I am That's not fine. morally Absolutely. or lo- legally obligated to respond to an active shooter just because I have a gun.
0: No, I I, I didn't mean to suggest okay. that you were.
1: Yeah, but or as a responsible citizen, if I if I can get away, I'm getting away. Sure, yeah, and no one would
5: blame you for that. I
1: don't care. <laughs> blame me all you want. I'm getting away. Well,
5: and, and, I'm not getting and that, paid that for was what—that uh, that is what Kyle attempted to do as well. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think that Kyle, uh, you know, behaved nearly perfectly. Uh, he might have shot off a couple of rounds he didn't need to, but uh, and he might get in most, trouble for that. Uh, most cops. Uh, you know, empty their freaking magazines, uh, at least one, uh, you know, into a threat. Uh, and, and it, you know, they're just bad, bad train, right. trained uh, LEOs.
0: I mean, there was it's a story really a terrible. few years ago, I think it was on the Call to Freedom that we covered it, but like there was a break-in at an Apple store and something like 20 New York cops responded to it and they all missed the person they were trying to shoot at it was really comical. I, I wish yeah, I could I mean, remember more details than that other than that. It was in New York city and, and it was an Apple store.
5: And so, there were a lot of uh, collateral damage too.
1: Right. So if, if we want to take this out of the cop context for a moment, right? Like as an anarchist, yeah. right. I, I don't right. like the police. I'm on record saying worse. I'm not sure. going to say it again here. However, I am all sure. for like private security services. Right. And, it, yes. it, and and part of the duty of a private security guard on or off duty at the time. Right. It was like if that's part of your purview to, like, respond to these sort of situations, that's the sort of behavior I would expect. Not to shoot the first guy you see with a gun, but if you're in the area to respond accordingly as you know, a responsible part of your profession.
0: Correct. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Bad Slave. I don't know that I agree or disagree with the assessment because I've never been in one of these positions. You know, It makes more sense to just leave the scene, right? But if you do that, you have no idea how many people are going to die.
1: It's also not my responsibility to save them. Like, I didn't sign up for I'm not for saying
0: that. it's anyone's responsibility, but I would feel bad if I was capable of doing something about it sure. to choose to not do something about it. Like, at, the, at we, the moment, it's a moot point because I can't have a firearm anyway, right? We,
1: we started with risk assessment, right? Sure. Assess your own risk. Like, if you want to go in there and be the hero, by all means, I'm not going to stop you, right? But if, if I can get out the back door, like if it's a restaurant, I'm going through the kitchen because kitchen has a delivery exit out back. I'm taking me and you. my family out the kitchen.
0: But the question of, you know, what someone should do if they respond to one of these active shootings, whether they're a cop or just a citizen with a weapon, is, I think, interesting. Because if they are there and they do know there is an armed shooter, someone just got shot, someone's laying on the ground bleeding to death, and someone else is holding a gun, how much time do you stand there evaluating the situation before you act?
1: You're going to have split seconds and you have to commit one way or the other. Exactly. If you are going to go in, you have to go in knowing that it's going. Right? Yeah. You are now in a gunfight, right? Yeah. You are now in a gunfight. If you have a gun and there is a guy with a gun, and you are going to engage that situation, you are now in a gunfight. You've chosen into a gunfight. You make a good argument for just keeping just keep walking. And- if you can, <laughs> if he's if he, if the gun comes at you, or you th- if you think he's now going to turn and and attack you, and you cannot get away, by all means, draw and, and you know uh, neutralize the threat.
2: I mean, regardless of what should have been done or should have happened here, it's it's really just a sad case because this guy's a hero. He saved a bunch of people. And as a result, he got shot and murdered by the police.
1: And they're taking no responsibility for it.
2: Nope. So um, the article goes on to say that the three officers were eating lunch nearby and saw the gunman who was Troke, the original gunman who was starting the mass shooting event, dressed in all ba- all black, carrying an AR-15 when they found See, big, him, big scary gun. Yeah, big big scary gun.
0: <laughs> when By they, a fu- dude who was dressed in all black, and the cops are just sitting there having some Dunkin' Donuts or something, just watching this go on. Like, man, that's not weird at all, is it? I want
1: to live in a society where that is not weird at all.
0: I do too. Okay, but in our society, it is weird. Sure,
1: <laughs> we have to normalize that where you can walk down the street wearing whatever you want, carrying whatever firearm you want. You can long-
2: in New Hampshire.
1: Understood. You can. But even then they poo poo like libertarians will poo poo uh, open rifle carry.
2: Really? What libertarians are these? The that ones one, who the, uh, the, one's the one, in keen.
1: The ones that would prefer that you conceal it so as not to, you know, so as not to allow people to know that you're carrying.
2: How do you conceal
0: an AR fifteen? You don't. It's pretty that's hard. Why, <laughs> that's
1: why that's why they would don't want they, they don't want uh, rifle carry.
0: So they they just don't like open carry?
1: There's some there's a subset that doesn't like open carry.
2: Fake libertarians. Sure. <laughs>
0: I think open carrying solves more problems than concealed carrying, right? Maybe. I mean, if someone sees you have a gun, they're going to leave you alone just because they know you have a gun. Well, if everybody if has a gun, gun, then
2: that solves all of our issues. If yeah.
1: they want that gun, they know how to get that gun. And yes, getting... but you
0: have the gun, so <laughs> right? They but, ha- they have to be really quick about it,
1: right? Or or you, they have to catch you slipping, right? Like if sure. you if you're at the convenience store at the checkout line, uh, you know, buying for paying for your skills. Right. and I want that gun, you're going to get bonked on the back of the head before you know how to respond.
2: Well, and that's another thing about daily carrying is you. if you have a firearm on you, whether it's concealed or not, you always have to stay vigilant. And I would almost argue that whether you have a firearm or not, you should always be vigilant. You should always be looking at your exits. You should always be monitoring the people that are around and the circumstances that you're in it's just the smart safe thing to do but that is attention
1: that is a highly energy intensive activity that not everyone's going to do on a a regular basis
0: still i would have to argue that you know open carrying probably makes you less likely to have a need for your gun than concealed carrying and i think that's where the benefit really is sure what are your thoughts 603-283-6160 you're welcome to join us that's 603-283-6160 it's free talk live
4: Free Talk Live
0: It is Free Talk Live 603-283-6160 If you'd like to join us, talk about whatever is important to you Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. With you tonight, it's Aria,
2: Nikki,
1: and Richie Rich, and a quick hi, Alice. Before you move on, sure,
0: sure. Hi, Alice. Hi, Alice. There you go. <laughs> you may have noticed we are not streaming to YouTube at the moment. Uh, we've been suspended yet again, back up to two strikes, and if we get a third before I think February first or something like that, the entire channel and all of his videos get permanently deleted. So Did you say
1: back up to two strikes? Like you can lose a strike and get back down to one?
0: Yes. After 90 days, you lose the second strike, and after I think 30 more, you lose the first strike.
1: So you can be on your good behavior for four months and then we're like in the clear.
0: Well, sort of. Our solution is to just not stream there for four months. (laughs) That way we don't have to change our behavior. Right? But we're constantly being suspended from YouTube. This is the fourth or fifth time this year. So you shouldn't be watching us there. We were using my YouTube channel as a backup, but I've actually disabled that because that's just providing people with an alternative that is still YouTube, and it seems silly when you can just watch us at Odyssey. You can find our channel at video.freetalklive.com. There, we don't have to worry about, you know, copyright, not copyright strikes, uh, content strikes because of, quote, medical misinformation or any of this nonsense. We can say whatever we want as long as, you know, we keep it FCC-friendly which we obviously do because we're also a terrestrial radio. So that's video.freetalklive.com if you actually want to be able to watch our videos and not have to worry about whether we're going to be there on a day-to-day basis.
2: And you actually get something in return for watching on Odyssey. You, get, right, you get the what? library tokens or coins, or whatever they are. On YouTube, you get nothing.
0: All the more reason you should be there. More than a million channels currently exist on Odyssey. You can find ours again. That's video.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Steve calling from Los Angeles. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Fantastic. First, congratulations on the uh, the YouTube strike. I think you're doing something right. If they keep doing that, oh, and thank you. Uh, I wanted to talk. Yeah, of course. And I want to talk about um, uh, COVID vaccines and the stance of uh, different hosts I've heard on the show over the last few weeks. Is it you know? I, I know you don't speak for everybody, uh, but maybe I could get your your guys's opinions on. Is it your opinion that um, you know, based on what I've heard at least, it sounds like it's the opinion that anybody who's getting vaccines, anyone who's vaccinating their children, um, are just sheep and complying out of fear with government mandates. Do I have that about right? Or I don't. I, do something? I don't
2: think all of them are. I think people have the right to decide what they think is best for themselves and their family i don't think it's a great idea to vaccinate your five-year-old based on Mm -hmm. the science and the data like i would probably advise people against that but you're a medical professional yeah i am i'm a nurse but i also think it's up up for up for their own decision to make you know like talk to your doctor if you want to look at the data yourself and i think people have the right to get it if they want to but
1: yep i'm also pro-choice
7: Great. Okay. Well, that's a fair assessment. I just, in liberty circles, I've just heard this this general uh, disdain for people who go ahead and get vaccines, even if it is a free choice, even if it has nothing to do with mandates, uh, you know, people are viewed as sheep and just, I mean, as a know, general
0: rule i prefer not to refer to people as you know sheeple or sheep or whatever that is because it's just sort of demeaning and i don't think it's going to help win people over to our cause if we're constantly sure. insulting uh, them
1: no see in a world full of sheep be the shepherd
0: <laughs> or well the wolf fed.
1: no right. no why you you need you need to get them on to do what you want them to do you be the shepherd the I wolf want, just kill sheep. I want you- them
0: to be their own shepherd, though. Okay. I don't want to be their shepherd. I want them all oh. to be shepherds. Okay.
1: All right. Good luck. And,
0: and I think they can be, right? But yes, in general, I mean, if someone wants to make a decision that they think is best for them, that's fine. If they yeah. make a decision because they've been told by the media and by propaganda and by governments that they should make this decision and they didn't actually think for themselves, they just did it because some authority figure told them to, I think that's silly and reckless. But it's sure. it's still within their right to do it. It's just not within their right to say, hey, you also have to do this thing.
7: Yep. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. Listen, I went ahead and got the vaccine, not because it was mandated. In fact, I don't think <laughs> I don't think anything should be mandated. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I did my own research and I marginally um, <laughs> decided, you know, I was on the fence and went ahead and got it. Uh, again, not not due to mandates, not due to media pressure, uh, just due to you know independent research. Uh, so,
0: now you live for in for Los Angeles, where uh, things are a bit more restricted for people who are not vaccinated. Uh, did that affect your decision at all? Not
7: really. I don't go out much anyway, so it's okay. uh, it, it, you know it didn't make much of a difference to me. So,
1: what was the piece of research then that you did that went like, nope, this is the right decision for me?
7: Well. It wasn't so much that it was, uh, you know, I'm sort of on the fence. I'm, I'm marginally going to go ahead with this. And, uh, the reasons, are a few, uh, one is, um, you know, I, I already get the flu vaccine every year, uh, because I'm, I'm prone to getting flu and I've had that for, I've done this for years. Uh, and I've just, you know, it's anecdotal of course, but uh, since I started getting flu, uh, vaccines, uh, a number of years ago the, when i do get some kind of illness it's generally less severe less sure. lengthy uh and so um i sort of uh took the same stance on the covid vaccine which is look if i if i get it i'm not the, the healthiest guy i'm not terribly unhealthy i'm not terribly old but um you know I, i'd rather have you know something a little more mild than something a little more severe and
0: from I, what i can I have tell, a couple of questions so you get you get the flu vaccine because you regularly get the flu and the flu vaccine, you know, prevents you from getting the flu. Have you ever no, had No, I
7: don't think so. Have
0: yeah. you ever had COVID? Uh, maybe. Do you so, know not, anyone not gonna, Do you yes. know anyone who has had COVID? Yes.
1: So I also want to point this out. You said it's anecdotal, but these were your personal results based on, you know, things that you have done in the past, right? Yeah. So you've experienced yeah. flu symptoms or whatever, and you said this is more mild when I get the flu vaccine, and you made your decision in somewhat based off that information, right?
7: Partially, yes.
1: So for you, probably a good call, right? Like me and Arya,
7: probably. Yeah. Me
1: and Arya never had that problem. Got COVID. Symptoms are relatively mild, right?
0: Yeah, I was yeah. sore same... and tired for like a day.
1: So we don't. We our call different from yours. Because we did not have the same prior experience to lead to, this, to to lead to those conclusions, fair?
7: Absolutely, I hold nothing against you yeah. guys, and think you should absolutely be able to make
0: that decision without repercussion to not get the COVID vaccine.
1: And we, I believe, we both feel the same way about those who decide to take the vaccine for whatever reason they choose.
0: Absolutely, Steve. Thank you so much for the call tonight. Now, I if I was convinced that what I had like January of last year was the flu. It it may inspire me to get a flu shot. I don't know what it was, though, but I was sick for like a six-week period, and a lot of people, oh, no, you, you just had COVID and didn't realize it. No, I've had COVID now, and I had some sickness then, and the two were not even remotely
1: comparable. It's a variant.
0: I did not get COVID in January of 2020. I got some some strain of the flu that kept me down for like six weeks. Very possible. And It sucked. Right. And if you
1: had gotten tested, probably would have came up positive for COVID.
0: No, this was before the COVID-19 pandemic started.
2: or maybe it No, was... no,
1: 2020. It's COVID-19 because it, it was December of 2019 where it became a big deal.
2: But in, in March is when we started seeing lockdowns and tests of 2020. So in January yeah. of 2020, there were no tests available yet for COVID.
1: But you could have definitely had it. In Possibly. In, in I could have, but I didn't yeah. because
2: okay. I've had
0: COVID and... Very fundamentally different things.
1: 15 right? months apart, though.
2: They were 15 months apart, yes. <laughs> and maybe it,
1: it, it mutates, man. Maybe it did mutate. That's but- why there's booster shots and variants and all that other stuff.
2: But you also said that your roommates recently had COVID and you seem to have not gotten it. yes yeah, she's had so. it twice already. <laughs> well, I didn't lose my
0: smell or taste back in January of last year. Okay. So,
2: Yeah, when I, I had COVID and I had like a little bit of a dry cough in... The notable thing was that I lost my sense of smell and taste for like a day and it was freaky. Like you, you can't mistake that.
1: And I did not experience that at all. So again, that 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 was was a notable thing for
2: me as well, except mine lasted like seven
0: weeks like that before it finally just gradually went away. It was definitely what made it notable though. 603-283-6160. Get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. I don't really care. Just don't force me to do something I don't want to do. It's Free Talk Live. free talk live you're invited to join us 603-283-6160 you can talk about what we've been discussing or you can talk about whatever is important to you that's 603-283-6160 i want to tell you about bitcoin.com because whether i don't know what it's doing right now because i i can't legally pay it if somebody pulls it up i can look at the number right but i can't just browse what's the value of bitcoin today so i don't know what it's currently doing but it's at or near an all-time high and it's sort of been hovering around that point for the last week or so it's time if you don't already know about this world changing technology it is time for you to learn about it you can go to bitcoin.com click getting started at the top take a few minutes out of your day to watch the just a few short videos that will teach you the basics of cryptocurrency and if you're already an expert or knowledgeable Go to news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you, all on a sleek, easy-to-use modern website. That's bitcoin.com and their news site, news.bitcoin.com.
2: It's almost at $66,000 right now. So, so it's down.
0: Hovering around its previous it's all-time high from like a week ago,
1: right? Bitcoin is dead again.
0: <laughs> People love saying that, for sure. <laughs> Look, I'm allowed to use Drudge Report, right? And for the last few days, there's been an article there that i I'm not clicking it because I know what it is saying. Satoshi Nakamoto's true identity may be unmasked in this trial, and I already know it's about that fraud, Craig Wright.
1: Okay, yeah. And
0: there is zero chance that Craig Wright is Satoshi Nakamoto, or that Satoshi Nakamoto is going to be revealed in this stupid trial.
2: Is that the Bitcoin SV guy? Yes. Okay.
1: And I, maybe a Satoshi's chance.
2: I do like <laughs>
1: no. No, not
0: even a Satoshi's <laughs> I do like Bitcoin SV or some of the things that it's done, but Craig Wright is a fraud and a liar. And I want to say that again on national air, just in case Craig Wright happens to listen to free talk live. He's a fraud and a liar and he's not. I'm more likely to be Satoshi Nakamoto than Craig Wright because the real Satoshi Nakamoto and you know, that right there saying that instantly eliminated me would not go around telling the world that he's Satoshi Nakamoto.
1: Clearly, because he hasn't, except right. for Craig Wright.
0: That would be a really good way to get governments around the world to have you assassinated for doing everything that you could to destroy their, you know, their hold on power over our lives.
2: And clearly, they're not buying it either, because this guy's still alive. <laughs> good point. But
0: we have David calling from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: You will know, expand upon a point I made last night, but uh, Bitcoin's probably about to drop about 20000 any day now. And then, uh, so I doubt that. To,
0: why do you say that, David?
8: Well, because it's the it's historic pattern, it should drop about twenty thousand and then then come back up to uh mid seventies or eighty or eighty five well the, anyway the, the point his, that, hold on the yeah.
0: historical pattern is that toward the end of the year the value of Bitcoin tends to go up. I would expect it to hit eighty ninety thousand by the end of the year. I'm actually expecting to get to hit one hundred thousand by the end of the year
8: I didn't say it wouldn't. I just said there's probably or there they, there may very likely. Be, or may very well be another drop between there and now and then, but that's I don't know anything. That's just here's my. Here's the beautiful uh, thing
1: about yeah. both of your opinions: you can put your money where your mouth is. I can. Let's that's see. Oh right. well, yeah, you can. But I mean, <laughs> normal people, right? So, like you can bet accordingly yeah. based on what you think is going to happen.
0: Well, the reason one right. gets into Bitcoin shouldn't it be because one wants the value to go up. It's, one should get into it because they believe in the philosophy behind it and you know liberating us from the financial system.
2: David, I have a question for you. What are you willing to what? bet that? bitcoin is going to drop twenty thousand dollars what would you be willing to bet
8: of apples you're talking about it in, in terms of money
2: yeah like if you were like placing a bet with somebody like somebody says it's not going to drop you say it is going to drop what are you willing to bet
8: if i was going to put that money uh in a bet i would rather put it in bitcoin when it drops
0: but would yeah, you, yeah but, well i would would you wait until it dropped or would you go ahead and buy it now
8: in, well, in my case, I would think I'd wait. Uh, I'd, I'd wait before I did that, uh, and then get in uh, down the road, like a month or two. And if it's gone up, it's gone up. If it's gone down, it's gone down. Either way. But what I'm saying is, I, I suspect there may be a dip coming uh, before it goes back up again. But anyway, what I called about. So, at what point
0: what I would you say I've, I've, I've waited long yeah. enough and the value has only gone up? I should go ahead and buy it.
1: Yeah. Well, then you, people, you then you buy in and you ride it. it
0: up
8: if if you have if you have disposable income and you're interested in you should be buying it in these cycles whenever whenever it uh, you know buy the dip buy the dip when it goes down buy it and then and if it and if that pattern stops then stop buying the dip but if it, the pattern continues then continue to buy the dip. So what See, I called I about? Know
0: what, I, it, I don't know that buying the dip even matters. Someone could just use something like BitWage to have you know one percent of their paycheck diverted automatically to buy Bitcoin, and then every that, that
8: would be time like dollar cost average. You can do you can do you can do both. They're they're not mutually exclusive. You can do both. So what I called about is law fear, How to fight back against wit. so when you're in court, and some of you have been in court, when you're in court, yeah. and especially if you represent especially if you're representing yourself you often get shut down by the judge or the other side ultimately the judge you want to make a point you know that the other side is lying they're saying stuff that's not true etc and you try to uh, fight that and you get shut down in court so here's a way to since you get shut down in court to fight back out of court and for instance if uh, if what, what i just described is happening uh, what I've been doing for years is attaching this little blurb to everything that I posted on my subject area, and that is uh, uh, notice public legal warning danger assisted by New Mexico Court of Appeals proven child traffickers. That's an allegation. Judges Judges John J. Romero and M. Monica Zamora and uh, Nicole Madaria Elich. Kurt Odin Elich are committing domestic and child abuse by parental alienation. Do not spend time or money in New Mexico. I've attached that blurb to virtually
0: everything I posted. Okay, let me ask you a question, law- David.
1: Yeah, I would block I- your number if that was your s m s signature. <laughs>
0: I have a court date coming up on the twenty ninth for a parking ticket. And I will be representing myself. How in the hell is that thing you just said going to help me at all? That is so particular to you and your circumstances. Well, but you do something do similar for yours. I do not believe you would say all you have to do is attach this to your document when it's so yeah, uniquely suited to you and your no, situation. Okay. To
1: be fair to David, he said you know, it's a strategy, wrong. and you would have to find your own specific thing for your area. To, to do it here.
0: To call the judge a child sex trafficker so, or whatever what? he said. If
1: the judge is a ch- <laughs> child sex, tra- child sex you're, trafficker. You'll
2: definitely win that case. the
1: bottom
8: line... Here is the bottom line. I've been doing that for years, and everything I just read is true, and I took it right from the court's own records. Now, if I was defaming anybody, what they need to do is they need to file against me for defamation. But nobody has ever done that, despite the fact that if you search any of those names that I mentioned, or mine, David Brent Olson, David Olson 333, you instantly see all of my allegations fill the page. And so they definitely know about it, and nobody's ever done anything about it which means that they're afraid to do that because if they take me to court for defamation or anything else, then all of the truth comes out, which means the truth that they suppressed in the original court hearings, which they have the ability to do, they, they would not be able to suppress that if they bring me up on defamation for these allegations that I have published.
1: And you, you said all point. this last night, so what's the update?
8: The, the Well, I didn't say all of that last night. What I What, I, what I'm adding to it tonight... Is that if they do actually decide to file something against you, then it opens up the, the fact that uh, they're
0: that all of the things that
8: they try. OK, they have to a quick question for you. Will then be pardon?
0: What ha, has this resulted in a judge not disregarding you in a courtroom? It has it has resulted in the whole world being able to read all about it if they David thank you so much for the call tonight what i heard was no extra, it has extra not actual read all at about all it in the courtroom but thank you for the call David 603-283-6160 if you want to join us it's free talk live
4: when Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's Wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times best-selling author Larry Correa and Bain Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more
0: it's free talk live where as always you're invited to join the airwaves take control talk about whatever is on your mind 603-283-6160 And with you tonight, it's Aria. Nikki.
1: And Richie Rich.
0: And Rich, I miss doing shows with you because you bring in some of the weirdest show prep, such as what, like, I wasn't even aware that Donald Trump was still president.
1: Yes. Amazingly. They're teaching this in history class.
0: I missed that all together. I thought it was this other weird babbling old guy with dementia who liked touching kids six of know, one
1: half a dozen of the yeah, other Man, i didn't
0: even know it was the the same old demented weird guy who babbles and likes touching kids
1: yep i was amazed at the beginning right like there were there were again peop, people members of the community that we are involved in that were convinced that trump was going to win at some point and be declared the victor
0: you mean after the election, or do you think there were people in our community who thought he was likely to win re-election?
1: No, no. After the election, like...
0: There, there's idiots even in the liberty movement, man. Right. now,
1: I was like, okay, I want to <laughs> hear your theory, and I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm not going to make a heartfelt argument because I don't care that much. But like, what are you going to do when you're wrong? And Nothing. I haven't, and I haven't seen that guy in months. Just throwing that out there,
0: no, and that's true of a lot of people. A lot of libertarians were like all for Trump because they they quoted him. They pointed out that you know he once quoted Ron Paul's non-intervention policy or something like that. It's like, hey, look, you know, he's got some libertarian ideas, so they w- went all in on him. And I don't want an apology for the from these people who from these libertarians who were hoodwinked by Donald Trump. But what I do want to know is why I should ever trust their judgment again.
1: Okay, fair, yeah.
0: Because there was no libertarian argument for Donald Trump.
1: There was when he was uh, running against Hillary, because he was not Hillary.
0: But that No, that's that's a that libertarian, was the libertarian argument, argument for smashing the state and okay. the duopoly.
1: No, no. that's
0: Shouldn't, what, that's shouldn't, when, shouldn't
2: th- the libertarian on. argument be to vote for the Libertarian Party? It should Isn't be. that the libertarian argument? Like, hey, there's other parties we don't have to buy into the two-party system. Have you we seen... Literally I already know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. Yes, I have. (laughs) Dude, we had one chance. They're also not Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. (laughs) The best chance we ever
0: had to get a Libertarian president was in 2016 if we had gone with John McAfee as the presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Okay. You you don't send normal looking Gary Johnson or whoever the candidate was, then Joe Jorgensen, I don't remember who. Uh, the thing if, was, yeah, it was. Yes. It was Gary Johnson. You don't send a sane guy to go do battle against these two raving lunatics that are Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. You send the guy who's commonly using profile pictures of him holding a thirty-eight to his head. <laughs> That's the guy you send.
1: Similar reason why That's I was <laughs> all for Vermin Supreme in the last round, right? Even Vermin though he's Supreme not technically libertarian. A good choice, but is he not? Dead. There is evidence that he is more of a. Uh, Left socialist type of individual?
0: I always thought he was like a libertarian socialist. Sure. Or or anarcho-communist. Okay. Which I'm willing to accept them as a libertarian. We can
1: talk about that later.
0: I mean, I don't want to live in their society. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the part. But if they want to create an anarchist society, and they're like, hey, okay, you people over there, you can do your free market thing, and we're going to do our communist thing. Oh, I'm good with that. Okay. The issue I have with that, if communism has to compete with capitalism, one of those is obviously going to attract... The skilled labor, the doctors, the engineers, the physicists who, you know, want to get compensated fairly for their expertise and yep. their knowledge, and the other one is going to attract people who don't know how to change a tire.
1: Who will then rob you yes. and justify it. And so they so.
0: can't coexist with capitalism because they can't compete with it. So that, that's where my issue okay. with them comes in. But right. in theory, if they weren't gonna do that, sure.
1: If you want if you if you allow the throwing of the, the hyphenating of the anarcho in front of it and I don't have to get involved, sure. Yes, but I don't. You know, socialists and communists are usually not in the same frame as libertarians.
2: I would have to agree with that.
1: Okay, but Trump still president. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. I, I will allow for anarcho-communists, right? As I long will allow as,
1: for them to have an anarcho-commune. Yes, but not as long the as overarching. They don't force it on people, right?
0: Yeah, and that's where the rub is because they know, at least innately, that if they have to compete with capitalism or free markets, they're go they're going to get decimated. Yes. But that's a future problem. Can we have the anarchy first, please?
1: Absolutely. Let's
0: let's smash the state first, and then we can sort out, you know, when you see our little free market society thriving and growing and developing, and you try to attack us with your rocks and your sticks because all all the chemists and the people who know how to make guns joined the free market where they would actually get paid for those skills. That problem will sort itself out.
1: So, as I said earlier, in a world full of sheep, be the shepherd. I'm okay with a tenuous alliance with Antifa because they can be the front line against the state, <laughs> right? And then when they're both... not
0: doing a very good job of being the front line against the state, from what I can tell, okay, Antifa just wants to be in control of the state
1: because they have not been shepherded in the proper direction.
0: Well, they haven't become shepherds.
1: Okay, I don't want them to be shepherds. I want them on the front line fighting the state. I want and them then to be shepherds when they're because weakened, then When they both sides be... are weakened, then we can swoop in and take them both out.
0: But if they're shepherds, and they wouldn't be lambs being led to the slaughter by, you know, the wrong shepherd who comes along and promises them that, oh, join our communist society. It's going to be great. Look, if they were sheep, they would just go along with that. But a shepherd goes, yeah, no, that doesn't sound like a good idea.
1: Here's the pro- here's a problem with libertarianism as far as a takeover is concerned. Like the, the Chaz, the Chop, the autonomous zone, right? Libertarians will never get that far because under like libertarian code, they would have to have gotten consent of every single property owner on that block right? before putting up a single barricade, right? I don't I don't know. I, I, you can't take over the block if it's private property. So libertarians won't do that, which means there won't be a libertarian have, autonomous zone. You can't take over the block,
0: but the street belongs to, quote, the public. And in the current system, yes, you could take over the streets.
1: Okay. And, and do what?
0: You would still have to allow the property owner to, get, to to leave and, you know, return to their property because otherwise you're infringing their right to travel. But if you wanted to put up barricades or whatever, I see no reason why you couldn't. It's
1: your street after all, right? I mean, I I want to say that you just contradicted yourself by saying you have to let them travel, but you can also put up barricades right why put up the barricades if you have to let people travel freely anyway well you
0: have to let people who have property within there travel freely okay.
1: but you wouldn't necessarily
0: have to allow people who don't own that property in okay. but i wouldn't want to do that anyway because i'm against imposing you know borders and stuff like that in the first place
1: understood but that was like that was a direct assault on state control at the time right they burned down the police station they took control they said like we don't want you here this is now ours
0: well, and it I'm was okay. their attempt to create their own little mini state. Sure, using force oh, of I violence. I forgot about that. That right. was fun.
1: Understood, right? And what happens if they were to have succeeded in that? They have no legitimacy whatsoever.
0: They have right? the same amount of legitimacy that every other government has. Not
1: in the minds of the general public. No one looked at that when oh great, there's a new state formed. Like how do we, how do I get a passport for this? No, they were like get those get those terrorists out of here. True, they did not have the consent of the governed. Right. And so taking them out after the fact would be easier. I don't think it's necessary, though. Okay.
0: But anyway, Trump is president, apparently.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A history teacher told her students this, uh, and she has been removed from the school. Sarah Silicula's son got into the car after school one day last month, upset and confused by what the teacher had just taught him. Armed with new knowledge, the eighth grader had
0: hold, a, hold on, this kid was in the eighth grade and had never been on the internet enough to know that these insane kooky people exist.
1: He may have saw a TikTok video of some kind, but did, his his teacher is the one who told gave him this information.
0: How did he not know about QAnon or the fact that these people thought that JFK Jr. was gonna return from the dead or something in Dallas a few weeks
1: ago? See, again, I, I want to put myself in eighth grade or even like sixth grade doing current event reports. Like I didn't know, I didn't care okay it was was not interesting enough to me to like garner my attention
2: and most students in the public school system have kind of been brainwashed to think that their teachers are all-knowing and that's where they get most of their like legitimate information from so your teacher tells you that donald trump's the president you might believe her i guess if you're a naive, naive
1: especially if it's a test question and you want to get an a
2: yeah yeah,
0: I hadn't thought about that. An eighth grader probably wouldn't be aware of QAnon or current events or politics. I mean, they do that to pass a class, and so that's pretty or how much to process it.
1: that information.
0: Yeah. We're gonna talk more about how Donald Trump is president, according to this history teacher. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. free talk live as always you're invited to join us 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that that's 603-283-6160 and we've been telling you about how intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token well now intercoin has launched this investor token worldwide and for the first time it's available on an exchange you can create an account at xmarkets.com exmarkets.com with just an email address which allows you to actually keep your privacy intact you can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies including bitcoin trade them for tether and then buy itr the intercoin investor token learn more about the intercoin vision at intercoin.org and now buy or sell itr on xmarkets.com exmarkets.com and by doing so you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world now I'm shocked to find that Donald Trump is still the president. No, no one informed me of this. And maybe it's because I get my main, my news from mainstream news sources like Fox and MSNBC. But they also... No suggest- bias there. Well, there's plenty of bias. But they, they tend to accurately relay to me who the current president of the United States is.
1: Or so they want you to believe.
0: That's true, right? For all I know, they're they're engaged in this great conspiracy to lie to me. But I I don't...
1: Unless your primary source is the Chans, right? 4chan, 8chan, whatever. Like, that's where the real news comes out.
0: I need to know why this history teacher believed that Donald
1: Trump is still the president. Again, she's she's not abnormal in this, right? She kind of is. I don't know. Again, there's there's know, a lot of people. There's a lot of people that wanted it, that wanted to believe well, it.
2: What? I know a lot, of people, a lot of people would say that he won the election and that it was stolen from him, but to believe that he is actively the president of the United States right now, I mean...
0: Okay. I understand them believing that you know he's going to pull some 5D chess thing and ultimately become the president magically, But to actually believe that that's already happening, he's secretly really the president is
1: insane. If the election is stolen, he's still the president, right? If your car is stolen from you, like the thief is not the new owner of the vehicle. No, but I don't have my car. Okay. So it's, I don't have a car. Sure.
0: Because it was stolen.
1: Right. So it's not mine at that moment. Is it not yours? Is it the thief's? Or is he just in possession of it, and you're still the legitimate owner of it?
0: It's the th- thiefs if I can't find it or do anything about it.
1: Okay, that's fair. Uh, so, armed with his new knowledge, the eighth grader had an announcement and a revisionist history lesson for his mother. I'm never...
0: <laughs> just imagine. How was your day at school? Mom, let me tell you.
1: This And this is what he said. I never getting vaccinated i'm never getting any more shots of any kind did you know trump's still president wow uh, she rem- she remembers the child saying the boys middle school history teacher unleashed a rant during an october 18th uh, class at anacapa middle school in ventura california uh, kcal first reported she raved Against coronavirus vaccines, the criminal justice system, and the 2020 presidential results, election results.
2: She sounds pretty based.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to get them while they're young, man. Eighth grade's still a little bit impressionable. Uh, Silly Kula's son used his phone to record a seven minute video of the teacher's diatribe, which he gave to his mother. Hmm.
2: I wonder why she got fired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the kid narked on her, that's why. little bootlegged (laughs) nark. Silly, uh, Silly Cooler shared the recording with Ventura Unified School District administration administrators and officials there told the Washington Post that they investigated the incident and removed the teacher from the middle school, but kept her on as a district employee.
0: So what is she doing now? I don't know. She's a lunch lady.
1: Either way, right? You can't fire bureaucrats, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Probably
0: had tenure or something.
1: Exactly. Uh, the teacher has expressed deep remorse. A school district spokeswoman told the post in an email.
0: I don't know. How can you rant for seven minutes about Donald Trump still being the president and then feel remorse about that? She doesn't feel remorse that she went on this rant. She feels remorse because she got caught.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because it's not like she suddenly doesn't believe these things anymore. If she was conv- convicted enough in her beliefs that she was ranting to her eighth grade history class. For seven minutes. <laughs> about the COVID vaccines and Donald Trump being the real president
1: one of those little one of those kids like probably mouthed off something smart to her and she was like you know what boy let me tell you something and then seven minutes into it realized i probably shouldn't have said all that
0: it also seems like it, being a teacher in california she's more than likely vaccinated herself uh, i don't know that but i would imagine so
1: i hear you but the unions, a lot of the unions, like especially mm, the police, fought really hard that, to get the exemptions.
2: And where's Ventura, to California? That's probably not Southern California, right? I mean, California is a big state, and some of it's, it's an pretty enormous red. Enormous state, and yeah. some of it's pretty red. So,
1: I mean, pull up a map. I'm not f- entirely familiar with my California geography.
2: Well,
0: I'm willing to bet she's not a high school history teacher in San Diego.
1: Or Los Angeles. It's probably on the outskirts of Los Angeles, if I had to hazard a guess. But San Diego is a little bit too south for my knowledge here. Uh, I
0: don't think someone who believed that Donald Trump was still the president and who was ranting to their history class about that and the stolen election and COVID-19 vaccines would have the patience to live in San Diego or San Francisco or Los Angeles or one of these other ultra-liberal cities
1: well that's what i'm saying outskirts like again i don't know my geography yeah. but ventura sounds like an la area city to me so what else happened
0: guess. with her so that she's still a district employee so right. they didn't fire her
1: right the district has not identified the teacher by name and declined to provide personal information on specific reprimands.
0: but i'm sure the video is available online so i'm sure she's been
1: doxed at this point
2: yeah it's southern california you're right right yeah. outside of los angeles there
1: you go nice Seems north, north. and yeah. call I remember hearing it, but again, I'm not I'm not familiar enough to like. Yeah, it's really a good not. beach town, right? Uh, citing policies on em- employee personnel matters, Superintendent Roger Rice, in a statement to the Post, said the district does not condone the non-instructionally related discussion that occurred in the classroom. He added, "The Ventura Unified well, School District." Well, she dist-
0: was teaching. To be fair. She was teaching history.
1: Revisionist history.
0: It was incorrect history, but it was history.
1: Do we need to go back through all the history that's taught in public schools and like suss it out to see how much of it is actually <laughs> correct and incorrect all of a sudden? Well, that's the
0: point of critical race theory, right?
1: Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, we're closer to staff to ensure that this, this does not happen again. The incident comes as classrooms and school board meetings are becoming political battlefields. Republican Glenn Youngkin, a political newcomer, upset Democratic contender Terry McAuliffe in last week's gubernatorial election in Virginia by, in part, decrying the state and local mask mandates for schools, saying the decision should be left up to parents. Youngkin also inflamed the culture with uh, war mainstay issues of race and transgender identity in schools, urging parents to get more involved in curriculum decisions. He and other conservatives have railed against critical race theory An intellectual movement examining how policies and laws perpetuate systemic racism. The college level framework the Post has reported is not taught in K-12 classrooms in Virginia or elsewhere in the country.
0: I got to tell you, I love watching conservatives get upset about critical race theory because I always have just one question for them. What is critical race theory? And I have yet to have one of them able to give anything that even remotely resembles an answer. They have no idea what it is. They're just upset because it has race in it and Fox News told them to be upset about it.
1: Okay. Are you supporting critical race theory then?
0: I don't support, I don't support it or disavow okay. it. I think it probably has some merit to it, but I also don't know what it is or what it's teaching. So I can't say that I support it, but it's upsetting conservatives and I, I support that. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I like seeing Republicans deeply pissed about things they can't control. But I also don't know what it is that's making them so angry.
1: But um, neither do they. It's an, it, Well, okay. So it's an attack on their whiteness. Well,
0: that's right? what they think, right? Because that's what sure. Fox News
1: told them. Absolutely.
0: But it's more an attack on the structures and the systems that have been in place in the United States, as I understand it. Again, not having been taught critical race theory. Right. I don't think it actually has anything to do with a given white
1: person. Not a given white person, but white culture in general. Right? Like those... Everything that the everything that the United States is built upon was built by white men, right? And and that alone to an extent. To an extent, and that has dis, uh, disadvantaged minorities throughout American history. Yes, that's a true statement. Okay. And you can see why that would upset white American men. <laughs> no, I can't.
0: It's just a statement of
1: fact. I understand. Which is now being taught in school <laughs> I understand. that they're responsible for disenfranchising minorities.
0: But that's not even what you said. And that's not even what, you're, what it teaches. Okay. Uh, But you you see the same thing I'm seeing, evidently. It's just Republicans being upset because they think it's an attack on them being white. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what critical race theory is, but neither do the Republicans.
9: 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings. The simple way to deal with your negative thinking. The key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com freeclass free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: It's Free Talk Live, where you're invited to join us, talk about whatever is important to you, 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria,
2: Nikki, and Richie Rich.
0: And are either of you attending any family gatherings for Thanksgiving or Christmas?
2: I'm attending several. Is it your own family, or is it, you are? Yeah, yeah, my family, Matt's family.
1: Uh, I will not be with family but I may finally get to make my turducken that I have been wanting to do. That sounds
0: horrifying.
1: I've been wanting to do for decades now and it may happen this year. I'm excited.
0: The only other time in my life I've heard someone use the word turducken was in supernatural and it oozed this gray stuff that was infected or poisonous or whatever. And, even the name of it just doesn't nope. sound appealing, anyway. Is it? Is it really turkey, Ch- duck, and chicken?
1: Chicken stuffed in a duck, stuffed in a turkey, deep fried.
0: You're gonna eat this. You're, you're gonna put this in your body. You're gonna feed this to your family.
1: <laughs> I'm not only am I gonna eat it. Like there's gonna be hopefully just get be a whole the bunch COVID
0: of... vaccine if you want to die. It'll be faster.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> this might I'm, taste better though. I suppose. I've got the, know the I've got of... the
1: deep fried turkey pot and the and the burner and everything. It's like ready to go and do some grocery shopping.
2: How could that possibly taste better? I've, I've been a vegetarian for 15 years, and I think if I ate that, I probably would drop dead instantly.
1: That's kind of why I was hoping the captain was going to be here, because I wanted to share this with somebody, and I knew it wasn't going to be you, Nick.
0: <laughs> the only meat I really eat is poultry and fish, but...
1: Well, have some turducken. No. Yeah. It's all three no. po- poultry.
0: <laughs> it's a hard no for me on that okay one. i've got i've got plans for thanksgiving but luckily i'm not going to my family they may be requiring vaccinations i don't know because i was never going to go anyway so they wouldn't tell me but apparently three in five americans are banning unvaccinated relatives from family gatherings coming up we are going to be talking about that but first we have major Payne calling from michigan major Payne, you're on free talk live
3: good evening folks
0: hey what's on your first, mind first i
3: want Well, first, I want to touch on real quickly this, uh, international conference on global warming. The, uh, the pole, the North Pole, the pole going through the Earth is shifting 30 miles per year. So I'm basically coming closer to Florida every year, every year. I'll be, I'll be in Taos next year by, if, if this mathematical conclusion is correct. Now, when you but, say uh,
0: the when you say the pole is shifting, I think you mean the magnetic north pole, right? Not the actual land mass.
3: Yes,
1: yes. I yes. thought he was talking about like a but, physical pole that skewered the Earth. But that doesn't change it your
3: is physical... A physical pole. It is a physical pole that skewers the Earth and it pitches <laughs> us onto the sun.
1: Just okay. just a pole that goes from the north pole to the south pole, just connected all the way through there,
3: like a shish kebab. Well, <laughs> that's what it's, I'm picturing. It's it. It's, 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 it's metaphorical, dude. Don't get carried away here.
2: I'm picturing like those solar system projects that kids do with like the styrofoam planets, and they have like the sticks. The toothpick jabs is the, the toothpick, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, Pluto's no longer a planet, but you know, whatever. Um, anyway, the thing science. I really wanted to touch on was, uh, um, oh goodness, you guys got me rattled now. Let me think for a second. Um,
0: You had mentioned you wanted to talk about my hatred for conservatives.
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. How could you forget that? No, no, I I recently, uh, I I live off the grid. So everything I watch is like DVDs and stuff. I don't do the inner tube and I don't do, I I live on DC and a wood stove and a little propane. I am totally defunct from American society. There's no wires coming into my house.
2: That sounds wonderful.
3: It does. But uh, anyway, so um, as far as the assault on the conservative party, I just got done watching a a little ditty I bought on U.S. Grant from the Civil War. Now, when you say conservative
0: party, you mean the Republican Party, right?
3: Correct, because that was established in the Civil War at the establishment of the beginning of the assault on trying to free the slaves. Lincoln was confused at the time uh, and the 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 agenda was not quite clear, but uh anyway u s Grant, who ended up being the general that pretty much saved our asses as far as that war went um he started out in very humble beginnings, didn't that war kill like six hundred thousand Americans? Major your pain well he, he at one point he was he was in the mexican-american war like in 1858 long before the civil war yeah but the civil and, war uh,
0: itself didn't it kill like 600 thousand americans
3: it did it did there was more men killed in so this is the good guy. battles in the civil war well he was he had foresight and he had balls he could contain himself under battle and think clearly but the thing I wanted to tell you, the thing I wanted to know, listen, the thing I wanted to tell you was when he was a young man and very impoverished and selling firewood, he came from an anti-slavery family. He married into a slaving family. His uh, father-in-law gave him a slave at about 15 years into that slaves hitch. He took him when he was at his poorest state. He was selling firewood to support his family. He freed this man. And this was before the Civil War.
0: That's all well and good. Way to insult your
1: father-in-law.
0: I mean, that's fantastic. I'm obviously against the institution of slavery, but, but what does that have to do with modern
1: conservatives? And your disdain for it.
3: Well, we in the North fought against... What was in the South, and that was the birth of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party has never quit being the three-headed snake that it is, it, and I, it's it's horrifying to me. Yeah, I'm also no fan of the Democrats, just though. Be, be, belittled and betrayed and begotten. I'm horrified.
1: You you realize that Aria won office, or you know, won a primary as a Republican candidate, right? Like that. Well,
3: I uh, good. Congrats. Okay congrats i hope she does something with it oh no that that was like a year ago
0: and i lost the election but i did get right. like seven thousand votes something right. like
1: that but like under under right. the republican banner yeah right and so to, yeah, i don't but know but where to be the,
0: fair, the republicans weren't very happy about that
1: oh yeah fair but to say like you have some sort of hatred and disdain for the institution well i certainly do okay
0: right i i, I love it when they're upset uh, because they're perpetually upset. They're, they're, especially the ones here in New Hampshire, they're a bunch of old, stodgy people who resist change at every interval. And sure, they're, they're generally nice to my face. They were generally nice to me when I was at the meetings and all of that. But it's it's easy to be nice to someone when they're standing face-to-face face with you. As soon as I wasn't in the, those meetings, the, their true natures came out. These people were not kind to me, Major Payne. They were vicious. They were vile. They oh, were disgusting. Yeah. And this is New Hampshire. Let's not talk about what the Republicans in Mississippi had to say about me.
3: Well, So, I, so I why wouldn't I to... have
0: disdain for these people? They've been spewing disdain at me my entire life.
3: I don't want to belittle what you've been through. But uh, I think there is an overtaking of the civility and the mindset of America. and. Uh, I I don't know what to call it. Maybe phallic displacement syndrome. Peace out. Thank you so
0: much for the call tonight, Major Payne. Again, uh, it wasn't the Democratic Party or the Libertarian Party that put forward legislation in the state of New Hampshire this year that would allow conversion therapy to be re-legalized for minors to be subjected to. That was the Republican Party. And that's here in New Hampshire, where they're generally fairly liberty-leaning, even before the Free State Project was here. It wasn't the Democrats or the Libertarians who put forward legislation that would call uh, sexual reassignment surgery, uh, what was the word they used? Child abuse. Child abuse. That, again, was the Republicans. So, yeah, they've shown nothing but disdain for me my entire life. I don't know why I would have anything but contempt for them. But I don't have contempt for them. I think it's sad. I think it's pathetic. And rather than being hateful toward them, I just enjoy laughing at them and getting my laughs off doing that. And it's been pretty fun so far but i don't hate them
1: and getting invited to the convention
0: (laughs) well they can't do anything about that 603-283-6160 it's free talk live 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria.
2: Nikki.
1: And Richie Rich.
0: And Nikki, I'm now going to have that mental <laughs> image stuck in my head for the rest of the night. We're still talking about uh, Richie Rich's turducken coming up. and
1: Puppy baby monkey. What? Puppy baby monkey.
0: Yes, and Nikki pointed out that it reminds her like of like man bear pig. So now I'm just picturing this... <laughs> turkey duck chicken hybrid running around that al gore is trying to warn us about and i feel like al gore would probably warn us against the turducken
1: if al gore spoke about the turducken look if this bumps up my carbon footprint just enough to (laughs) piss off al gore like i'm for it already
0: so other people not having such glamorous plans the holidays are about to get heated and politics aren't even the main issue this time I disagree. I think the vaccination thing has become almost entirely political. Yeah. Nearly two-thirds of vaccinated Americans are banning unvaccinated family members from their holiday gatherings this year.
1: The irony is that it's the left going like, this is not supposed to be political. It's supposed to be science. And you conservatives on the right are just not following the science. Yes.
0: Well, they politicized politicized science first. They did, yeah. And then... They thought that was going to be their, their trump card, basically, that they could play whenever. Oh, the science backs us up. Yeah. The, let's talk about the science, though, because it doesn't support getting vaccinated for pretty much anyone. It doesn't help the immunocompromised. You can still get and spread COVID-19. The only difference between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated is that the requirements are that the va- unvaccinated people still have to get COVID-19
1: tests. And and each side is blaming the other for getting covid right? Like yes. when a vaccinated dude gets COVID, he's like, you silly unvaccinated person. Like you're the reason that I got it, even though I'm vaccinated. And then when an unvaccinated person gets it, it's like, see you silly vaccinated person and your, your virus shedding. Like you're the reason that I'm getting it. And it's like, dude, everyone, it, like the early news was that everyone was going to get this. and like like, it's, it's going to happen.
0: That was the early news. And I mean, it's remarkable to me that Despite all of the lack of social distancing, the partying that we did almost nightly, I mean almost weekly in Keene, the lack of mask wearing that the libertarians here did, not a single one of us died of COVID-19.
1: And it took Mark coming into the studio to get us all sick.
0: We don't know what got us all sick, but um, I I tend to think- Oh no,
1: I know it was Mark, because I was here and he was sick and he coughed and said like, it's not covid
0: Yes, but and I then think a few Mark, days
1: later said like it was COVID.
0: But I think Mark got it from Michael Hampton. Okay. Who was the first one to test positive and he, you know, he was a cancer patient, so he was always in and out of hospitals. Yeah. I think Michael was probably patient 0, so
1: to speak, and then In it, our community, sure. Yeah,
0: and then it hit Mark and then obviously from there it hit
2: all of us. Right. And he literally had to go into the hospital to get it. Yes. Basically,
1: Michael Hampton did. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: So if we would have just, you know, done our own thing and stayed away from the hospitals. Which we
1: did, really. Yeah, I didn't go to the hospital.
0: But still, it took us a, it took us a year for any one of us to actually get COVID-19. And none yep. of
2: us were hospitalized and none of us died. So, And I was actually working in the COVID unit and I still didn't get <laughs> COVID.
0: It just makes you wonder what people are so terrified of that they would be treating
2: each other like this.
1: And now they're going to fire you for not getting the vaccine.
2: Yeah, they already did. Oh, okay. Actually, technically, uh, my last day is the 15th, but I wasn't scheduled until then. So my last day was a couple days ago.
0: Nice. Congratulations on the newfound freedom. Thank you. A survey of 2,000 U.S. residents conducted by one poll on November the 2nd examined how the COVID 19 vaccine has impacted people's relationships with their loved ones ahead of the holidays this year according to the results two in three respondents feel they cannot go home for the holidays without getting vaccinated first now that's not the same thing as saying the vaccinated people are saying hey you can't come if you're not vaccinated that's the unvaccinated people going i feel like i can't go if i don't get vaccinated well did they tell you that
1: so i don't want well he's not allowed on the show at the moment but i had a conversation with nobody the host, Nobody, I believe last week, Sunday. And he basically said he was invited to Thanksgiving dinner and then disinvited to Thanksgiving dinner at his family house over the vaccine and COVID issue.
0: That's unfortunate. Right. And I have no doubt that it happens. But people saying they feel like they cannot go home without being vaccinated isn't right. the same as your family member saying, hey, no, you you have to be vaccinated to come.
1: Right. And I think in Nobody's case, that was the situation.
2: Uh, I I had some other friends that they had to show vaccine cards. Like, their their family wanted evidence that they were vaccinated. They wouldn't even just take their word for it. They wow. needed to send in pictures of their vax cards. And they were already vaccinated because they wanted to be. But just the fact that they made them send in actual, like, documentation to prove that they got it. I mean, they wouldn't do that. Nobody had has ever done that for anything else like nobody's like did you get your flu shot have you had your hepatitis b shot
0: i'm not on very good terms with my family anyway but if they were like hey you have to send us medical documents proving that you're vaccinated i would just not go yep there are plenty of other things i can be doing with my time
1: i was i was home uh back in hawaii in june for a funeral and i was planning on visiting my grandfather who was elderly and I got a call from my dad or a text from my dad basically said like, this was before the vaccines. So he's like, if you come over, you're going to have to wear a mask and social distance. And I went, I'm not coming over then. Like there, there are plenty of people on the island. My, my stay is brief and there's yeah. enough people that like will hang out with me. Like I get picked up from the airport from my mom, big old hug and a kiss from my mom. No mask, no nothing. Nobody cares. I'm like, those are the people I'm going to hang out with while I'm here. It's short. It's brief. I'm not going to social distance. I'm not yeah. going to wear masks mask around people that shouldn't require that nonsense.
0: Of the 65% who are fully vaccinated, nearly 6 in 10 have reportedly cut off family members who refuse to get the vaccine. Meanwhile, just like they cut off people for voting for Donald Trump or voting for Joe Biden. Yep. But
1: no, it's, it's not a political issue. No, it's totally a political issue. It's only a political issue.
0: Meanwhile, 63% don't feel comfortable inviting unvaccinated relatives to their parties. It has to be a political issue because, as Nikki pointed out, you don't see this garbage in response to the flu vaccine or to any other vaccine. Yep. No family has ever, maybe some family has, but most families have never said, hey, no, if you want to come to our Thanksgiving dinner, you have to prove that you've been vaccinated against pneumonia and the flu this year.
1: Yep. You might get a dirty look if you coughed at the table. Right, regardless. of I don't of even COVID. know about that because okay.
0: illness is just—it's common. It's just something that happens. That's People
1: what I'm get saying. Colds, but if you don't cover your mouth at the Thanksgiving okay, table, yes. right? Yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> use who, your manners. Who but... invited
1: this guy? You know, but that's—I'd that's give it. you
2: a look if you didn't say thank you too after I passed the gravy. You know,
1: so it's
0: like seventy-two <laughs> percent of vaccinated respondents don't think they could ever get some of their family members to understand the importance of the vaccine.
1: This is for everybody. We're all in this together, and you think you're so special with your unvaccinated body.
0: Well, they made me special, right? If the majority of people are doing this thing, then I, by definition, become special for not doing it. Fair. So they made me special. <laughs> On the other hand, 14% of survey respondents don't plan to ever get the shot themselves. I would suggest it's probably closer to 20%. They're the ones who did the, subway, the uh, survey, but based on what I'm seeing everywhere, that that number seems to be between 20 and 25% across the board of people who are just flat out not going to change their minds about getting the vaccine. Yeah. Have you experienced this? Has your family told you that you can't come to Thanksgiving or Christmas if you're not vaccinated? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. join the discussion 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 and with you tonight it's aria
1: nikki and rich rich
0: you know i was a teenager once i played my fair share of truth or dare i don't recall ever asking someone questions about homicide during truth or dare
1: did you mostly take the dare then
0: sometimes sometimes okay. but even if i said truth i was like hey have you ever murdered anyone that's a weird question to ask
1: it's a weird question and it's also a weird answer to give honestly even during game of truth or dare
0: yes at a certain point you you should probably
1: lie you're allowed to lie <laughs> in truth or dare i don't know if i know it's, you it's not in the spirit Can you ask of the for game. a lawyer
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have the right to
1: remain silent,
0: and I will now exercise that right.
1: Thank you. It's not in the spirit of the game. However, certain circumstances may dictate that you not share all the truth. So tell us tell us about this. Why are we talking about truth or dare? Granny killer jailed for life after revelation during truth or dare game.
0: So this person was playing truth or dare. Someone asked him a question. He said true, and... In the course of whatever the question was, the answer revealed that he killed
1: his grandmother? Yep. Student who revealed in a game of truth or dare that he has killed his grandmother has been in prison for life with a minimum jail time of 15 years for starting a fire at the 94-year-old's bungalow.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Okay.
0: So is it for life or for 15 years?
1: Uh, Well, he's in, the the sentence is life. Minimum jail time, 15 years. So obviously. Okay. He could get released right Okay. There. Okay. Uh, Tiernan Darton, 21, was jailed for life on Friday for killing his step-grandmother, which was initially ruled to have been an accident. Mary Gregory, age 94, was discovered cowering under a table in her bungalow, which was engulfed with smoke in Lancashire, England, in God, the early terrible. hours of the morning in late May 2018. She passed away four days later.
0: They really don't have to describe how they found her. That is terrible.
1: Okay. I mean, she was also 94, so... So that doesn't make it any better.
0: She was
2: hiding under the, a table, scared.
1: Understood. That's terrible. Not I
0: don't that. fault you. I fault okay. the article for filling okay. the need to describe it. No, I'm mad at you for reading this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> An investigation conducted at the time by the local fire service eliminated the possibility of foul play from a third party, concluding that the Inferno likely started from a discarded cigarette. Based on this evidence, a coroner ruled the death as an accident, uh, as accidental three years ago. That's
0: not at all likely. Like, cigarettes don't burn hot enough to cause fires anymore. Okay. And and they have chemicals in them that cause them to go out if they're not actively being, you know, smoked.
1: As a non-smoker, I will take your word for it.
0: At least that's most cigarettes now.
1: Okay. But they they used to, right? They, They,
0: They certainly used to.
1: And they've been known to cause forest fires as well from people flicking it out the window. And, That's true. And I guess if it's dry enough. Okay.
0: But the mythology of like someone falling asleep with a cigarette on their mattress and it catches okay. fire or something like that. that, that doesn't happen with
1: modern cigarettes. Okay. This was also a bungalow, right? I don't know what those are made of. or I don't know what a bungalow is. Okay. I'm assuming wood. I would assume wood as well. So who knows? Uh, police reopened the case in May 2019, a year after the bungalow blaze following a revelation made by darton during his counseling session uh, darton told his counselor that during a game of truth or dare he had disclosed to his friends that he committed a murder and that his pal's knowledge could land him in prison
0: hold on okay so he he told his friends
1: about this he said he committed a murder yes and that you know, now that his friends knew about this, that he
0: took it to like his
1: high school counselor.
2: Yeah, as if that's going to make it better.
1: It didn't say. It didn't say high school counselor. It just said counselor. So it could be mental health counselor. You know, something. So like
2: he this. was worrying about his friends ratting on him. So he's like, I'm just going to tell my counselor. But it wasn't his friends
1: that read it. He read it himself out. Well, they, they apparently right. My understanding so far is he told the counselor that I played a game of truth or dare. I told my friends I murdered someone, and if they tell the police, I'm going to go to jail. And the counselor went, hey, police, I've got this guy that, like, just said he killed someone during a game of Truth or Dare. Uh, I have a secret. Here's a quote. I have a secret, and I haven't told anyone I may have killed someone, the young man said when revealing his darkest secret to his two friends just weeks after the 94-year-old's death. At his trial, Darton said that his remarks to his counselor were attention-seeking and rebuffed any wrongdoing. He also said he wanted to impress his friends in the game. So,
2: I mean, there's a possibility there.
1: There is. But after being arrested at the family home in May 2019, investigations into his internet history unearthed disturbing searches, including urge to kill again. Just a month before the deadly fire, he had also Googled under 18 murder. Drawings of Mrs. Gregory's bungalow were also found at Darton's family home that outlined a good hiding place and quick exit quotes. Uh, Attempts to hinder the pensioners' attempts to escape were discovered, including a tampered smoke alarm. Explaining the motive behind starting the fire, Darton told the court that he did not want his step-grandmother to suffer from dementia any longer. So mercy killing in a bungalow. Setting grandma alive. Right. After trapping her inside.
0: I think I think
2: I would rather live with dementia than burn to death. That seems like a much worse way to go. Yeah,
0: as I understand it, uh, burning to death is one of the more the most painful ways to die. Yeah, like that just sounds awful.
1: I'm not going to dispute that either.
0: But was this even a game of truth or dare then, or was this this him confiding in his friends? It, the article was kind of unclear. It said truth or dare, but it was when you're playing truth or dare, you don't just go, "Oh, well, I have a secret to tell you." You just answer the question. Well,
1: the, it was probably if I, if I read this correctly, I'll see if I can find it here. The question was. Um, Something with regards to his darkest secret.
0: Ah. Right? Okay. The young
1: man said, when revealing his darkest secret to his two friends, so, truth or dare, truth, what's your darkest secret? I may have killed someone. That- He's like, easy. <laughs> easy.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound like there's much of a may to it, um, based on, you know, the tempering of the smoke detector and the drawings. and
1: Well, clearly, you don't want to say, I did kill someone, because that's, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Like... Sure, I set the fire, but I didn't tell her to cower under the table. She could have walked out at any time. She chose this.
0: It's, But it wasn't even his friends who, like, went to the police about this.
1: Right. It was What's,
0: just him going to the counselor. Right.
1: That's unclear who the counselor was, and that's not in the article. Like, what kind of counselor? Why was he in counseling sort of a thing?
0: Yeah, someone on D-Life suggests it means lawyer, but they would say counsel if it, if it was... An attorney.
1: Right. And they, and this wasn't part of the investigation, right? As far as I know, the investigation was closed. It was ruled accidental. And then a year later, when speaking to a counselor, he. Yes. Uh, he uh, Not counsel. Right. He he made a statement that led the counselor to reopen, the to notify the police, and the investigation was reopened, and he was convicted.
2: And the lawyer can't share that, anyways, right? Because that's a violation oh, that's of a the, yeah. the client lawyer confidentiality or whatever it's called
1: doctor patient privilege should be a thing too well it's supposed to be
0: but one of the curious things there's only two areas in modern society where you have absolute confidence that you can confess to anything and it cannot be used against you and that's the the church confessional and the attorney which is also part of the state church system but the similarity there has always been fascinating to me because if you walk in and tell a priest I murder someone That priest cannot go to the police. But if you go into an attorney's office and you say, hey, I need an attorney because I murdered someone and I might need an attorney, they also can't go to
1: the police. Your sentence is also much shorter if you go to the priest. Hey, priest, I just killed someone. Ten Hail Marys and you're good. (laughs) All is forgiven.
0: I don't know what a priest would say to a a crime like that, but I imagine it would be more than
1: ten Hail Marys. Fine, 15 Hail Marys. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs)
0: And I don't know what the Hail Marys are supposed to do in the first place, but I never...
1: Absolution for sins.
0: I never understood
1: Catholicism, though. (laughs) to do most Catholics, man.
0: I get the idea behind it, but I don't understand it as a religion and as a means of making people better.
1: Because you can do bad stuff and get away with it with 15 minutes of prayer.
0: Yeah, but that's true of Christianity in okay. general. Right. I mean, you don't even have to go to the professional if you're a Baptist to say, oh, sorry, Jesus, and you're good, right?
1: Sounds seems like a shortcut to me.
0: 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live with Aria, Nikki, and Richie. And I want to say thank you to Brett Perry, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Brett Perry is a member of the Amps program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. Brett is a gold level member, which means that Brett is giving $10 per month to the Amps program. Of course, we don't ask that. All it costs is $5 per month. That gets you in. It's amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. So if you like the show, if you want to help us reach larger audiences, get on more radio stations, get more podcast downloads, because apparently October was a record month for our podcast downloads. For whatever that's worth, you might consider joining the AMPS program. That's the best way to do it. So thank you so much, Brett. Five bucks per month. That gets you in. It's amps.freetalklive.com. Now, in surprising news, it's not surprising to any of us, right? We all know what is causing the inflation. It's government printing of money right wow. since covid 19 happened they just they went from letting the 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 spigot just slowly drip they just fully opened the floodgates and just started printing money like crazy
1: that's one of the beautiful things about the Austrian School of economics um, explanation to inflation it goes like it's really simple inflation is just printing more money and increasing the money supply everything else that you see that they call inflation is a result of Of inflation, right? This is what happens when they do the inflating. That's not the actual inflation this is.
0: Yes, the inflation is the increase in the money supply. And obviously, when you do that, prices are going to go up because there's suddenly more money and the same amount of product.
1: Which was my biggest thing at the whole beginning of the COVID lockdowns, right? Like, I don't know why nobody else was commenting on this early on. They said, like, well, everyone's going to get a check. I thought, yeah, but nobody's working. So that means nothing's being produced, which means so what if everyone gets a check and there's nothing to buy?
0: Well, there were still things to buy. In in the interim,
1: sure, okay.
0: And I suggested to people back in May when I got my $1,200 stimulus check, the very first one, I suggested people use it to buy cryptocurrency. And there's actually a website that tracks this now. And if you had done this on April the 15th of 2020... That Bitcoin would now be worth something like $11,000 or something like that.
1: So it's almost a tenfold increase. Now, again, to be fair. That's a hedge against inflation. It's a hedge, but also there were people on the lower part of the economic scale that needed to buy food. Right. And so like investing that check in Bitcoin when they weren't going to get a paycheck to buy food for the next week may not have been feasible. And I want to respect that as well. That's true. Okay. Well,
0: Biden has conceded that the COVID stimulus checks fueled the spike in
1: inflation. You don't say.
0: I mean, we know that, but it's surprising to hear the Biden administration, Biden himself, actually admitting it.
1: Well, even, and still a partial admission, right? It was it, the, the checks was the inflation, right? True. Money from nothing handed out, and that act fueled the inflationary price rises that we saw across the board.
0: And it certainly wasn't just those little $1,400 checks that we got almost a year ago. That that was a drop in the bucket compared to what they've actually been spending.
1: The billions they gave out to businesses and cronies the, and all of that fun stuff.
0: The just, tens of billions. You just keep on printing it out. Yep. The tens of billions that went to Pfizer and Johnson and & Johnson and Moderna because these these vaccines, they're not free. The government's paying for them. And I don't think most people get that. They just think, oh, well, it's a free vaccine. No, the government's paying for these doses, and it's the largest transfer of wealth from the American people to big pharma that we've ever seen in our lifetimes.
1: Well, in that case, you might as well get the vaccine, because you've already paid for it.
0: No, I okay. opt out with <laughs> cryptocurrency. Not at the moment, but in general. All right. President Biden on Wednesday conceded that inflation is at a three-decade high because, quote, People have more money now. How'd that happen? Which is kind of true. There's more money, and that is inflation, as a result of his $1.9 trillion COVID-19 stimulus legislation, recognizing a central point made by people who are arguing against a nearly $2 trillion sequel.
1: That's why they're calling it a good thing, right? Inflation is good all of a sudden, because now people have more money.
0: Yes, and they ha- well they have nothing else to offer. They they were like inflation isn't going to be that bad. Inflation isn't really that bad. And then suddenly it, people are like, "Oh crap, this actually sucks. There's nothing at the grocery store and everything that is there is overpriced."
1: And like I've got more money, but it doesn't buy as much as it did last week.
0: Yes, and people got wage increases, but they were like 4.5% versus inflation over the last year, which was like 9%. Yep. So despite making more money, they actually earn less now. Right. So
1: thanks, government. And then they spin it, right? Because they go, well, if you take out food, uh, housing, and clothing, inflation's not really all that bad.
0: Yes, if you take out the things that you need to buy yeah. every single day, inflation's probably not that If you just mm-hmm. spend less money, inflation doesn't hurt as much.
1: Yeah. You'll have more savings.
0: Biden unexpectedly endorsed the stance of his critics who have said the U.S. dollar is losing its buying power as a result of the government printing money to cover COVID-19 aid. Well, that is a factually true statement. The U.S. dollar is losing buying power because the government is printing more and more of it nonstop.
1: At one point, they tried to blame the libertarians for calling on the inflation, right? Like, this, we're having inflation because you guys predicted it, and so now it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you libertarians had just kept your mouth shut, we wouldn't be seeing these inflationary prices across the board.
0: The irony is people have more money now because of the first major piece of legislation I passed— you all got checks for $1,400. You got checks for a whole range of things, Biden said during a speech in Baltimore. Yes, they have more money, or at least they did. I doubt any of them because st- most Americans live paycheck
1: to paycheck. And the- Right, and if you don't give them a paycheck, what are they going to do?
0: Sure, but a lot of places weren't locked down that much that they couldn't work for like a year and a half. A lot of people just chose to... Stay unemployed because the unemployment benefits were like $600 plus the standard unemployment benefit.
1: Understood. But that was also under the assumption that that was going to be a two weeks, right? You're not going to be able to go to work for two weeks. Here's some money to cover that because everyone's living paycheck to paycheck. You got to give them something if you're not going to let them work. And then that just kept rolling on and on and on. But so did the unemployment benefit. Right. Right.
0: If you're a mom and you have kids under the age of seven, you get $300 a month. And if it's over seven to 17, you're getting $360 a month, he said, misstating the second amount, which is $250 per month. So if you have a seven-year-old kid, the government for some reason is giving you $250 per month. I don't understand why. Did COVID change anything about parenting that resulted in parents needing $250 per month? Other than, the, other than the inflation,
1: I mean. I mean, they weren't allowed to... The schools were closed, right? Which means even if you could go to work, you were now responsible for a child that needed to be cared for and paid for in some other way.
0: It changes people's lives. But what happens if there's nothing to buy and you got more money to compete for getting goods? It creates a real problem, Biden said. Y- no, yes, you're correct. If by it, you mean government. Government created a real problem here by giving us nothing to buy, and giving us
2: more money
1: with which we can't buy anything. No duh, Sherlock? Right? Something to that effect? So is he
2: throwing himself under the bus here? Like, does he know what he's saying?
1: (laughs) Never. Never.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On the one hand, we're
0: facing new disruption to our supplies. At the same time, we're also experiencing higher demand for goods because wages are up, as well as people have money in the bank. And because of the strength of our economic recovery, American families have been able to buy more products.
1: Economic recovery in the midst of an inflationary run where everything's more expensive.
2: And that's all lies, too. I mean, if these people didn't have money in the bank before because they were living paycheck to paycheck, they definitely don't have it now. Excellent point.
0: And most people, most Americans do live paycheck to paycheck. But, But the president said he believes inflation will subside because he doesn't seem to know what inflation is arguing that many people temporarily are sitting at home ordering goods online rather than blowing their money at restaurants and bars. Does it?
1: Cuz they're closed.
0: Does it matter where they're spending their money on? No, That's not going to affect inflation?
1: Again, it's because they basket the goods, right? If you're if you're buying stuff online, you're not spending it on the food and other basic necessities, so they don't have to they don't have to categorize that in their inflation numbers.
0: Ah I see your point. People are not going out to dinner and lunch and going to local bars because of COVID. Well, I don't know. I go out to dinner and lunch every day in local bars all the time.
1: You have just kind of special, man.
0: Yeah. So what are they doing? They're staying home and ordering online, and they're buying products that are stuck off the shores, I would point out, in cargo shipping containers that don't seem to be going away anytime soon, despite Biden ordering the ports to be open 24-7.
1: Well, he mandated it, so it must be true. And
2: he's fining them, right? Like $200 a day or something?
0: Every single day, yes. He's issuing a fine to them for sitting out there doing nothing, even though there's literally nothing they can do. That. just. It's a mess and Biden can't do anything to fix it because government was what broke it in the first place. And you can't expect government to fix the problems that it creates. What we need is less government. But we're out of time for tonight. You can chat with us in the meantime on our chat server at chat.freetalklive.com.